Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am chatting with Disney bride Faith Collins, who was recently married at the Swan and Dolphin, and I thought that you'd be interested in hearing her story because she had a lot of wonderful personal touches and was able to really customize a wedding to exactly what she wanted at that venue. So welcome, Faith. Hey, Carrie, how you doing? Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm excited to share your story because you did so much customization, and I think it can be really helpful to people who might be considering the Swan and Dolphin as an alternative to a Disney's fairy tale wedding. Yes, we did do a lot of customization, and that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love the Swan and Dolphin. I mean, that was one of our selling points, so definitely works in their favor. Interesting. Okay, so is that what made you choose the Swan and Dolphin, the customization? I mean, that is one of the biggest reasons. Um, we actually, when we first got engaged, we considered a Disney wedding through fairy tale weddings. And it was just not really in the budget for us. My parents were going to give us $10,000. And I knew I could make it work, but it wasn't going to be, you know, exactly what I wanted. And there were certain elements that I really didn't want to cut. And I knew it just wasn't going to happen. So we actually um, planned a wedding at home, like in South Florida where we live, at the zoo. And it was going to be super awesome. We were going to have a sloth and all this cool stuff. And in the middle of planning, I was like, no, I have to be at Disney. (laughs) So we went back and we looked at the fairy tale weddings and it was still kind of out of the budget. And I was actually reading the Disney boards forum and came across a thread about girls who had swan and dolphin weddings. And when I looked into it, I found that It still had all of those Disney elements that I liked, you know, minus a few things like the carriage or the Magic Kingdom photo shoot, but I could really customize it and it was going to be affordable. And we wound up staying pretty close in budget and, you know, had a little, I mean, we had a little cheats, you know, we had Goofy and Pluto at our reception, but didn't, uh, you know, exactly pay for them through Disney, you know, so little things like that, that gave us a little leeway that let that budget go further, but still get that, you know, magical Disney wedding. But what I want to know is, could you still have a sloth? You know, I, I should have asked. I should have been like, hey, guys, listen, I need to sloth. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, I'm interested to talk a little bit about how you had Goofy and Pluto at yes. your wedding. We had our reception at the Garden Grove, which is a restaurant inside the Swan Resort. From what I understand, they have a contract worked out with Disney where they do have different characters visit their restaurant depending on the day and the time of day. And it worked out that our wedding was on a Saturday night at 5 o'clock and Goofy and Pluto were scheduled to be there just for the normal guests. And since we just kind of had a really large dinner reservation, We kind of got to reap the benefits of that, and it was a pretty dead night. We had an early reception time. I believe it was 5.30, so there weren't a ton of people there. It was right before Christmas. Things were, you know, that was the lull before the craze. 
And Goofy and Pluto spent a lot of time with us and our guests. Goofy actually cut our cake with us. And I mean, that's not a super common thing. And I don't want to let other girls think that that's going to happen if they go the same route we did. But I mean, it was really awesome to kind of get to slide by that fee, but still get to enjoy having Goofy and Pluto there the whole time and getting some of those really awesome once in a lifetime pictures. Yeah, that's a really clever idea to combine the two because you're already saving money by not doing a private event. And then you get the benefit of characters. And like you say, there are certain times that those restaurants are not very busy. So if you pick that, yeah, it's a good opportunity. Yes. So then where was your ceremony? Our ceremony was at Crescent Terrace, which was also at the Swan Resort, which was a pretty popular location. But the great thing about it is it's kind of like a blank slate. There's nothing really, no decorations really, which I know kind of scares away some girls. But for me, it was kind of like, ah, a blank canvas. I can do whatever I want with it. So we were really pleased with the venue. That's cool. Um, Now, how many guests did you have? We wound up having uh, about 53 guests total. Okay, so probably more than you would have been able to have if you had, say, Absolutely, and that was one of our deal breakers. Okay. So now, I take it you worked with Just Mary, who is the contractor who organizes the weddings there. How did you go about finding outside vendors? Did they just hook you up with people, or...? First of all, Just Mary was absolutely wonderful. My planner, Diana, was like, seriously, I referred to her as my goddess because she would do, I mean, I would email her and she'd email me back like almost instantly. I was paranoid about these vendors because, you know, planning a wedding even from South Florida, not as far away as some of the other girls have been planning weddings, I was really nervous. I worked with Diana very, very closely. I had her give me honest recommendations about who she thought was the best vendor for our style And I also utilized the disc boards a lot in addition to the disc girls Facebook group. Those were like invaluable resources to me along with the knot. I kind of dabbled on the knot a little bit when I was planning our at home wedding and that's how I found my photographers. So they were absolutely fantastic. But for the most part, I would call up Diana or email Diana and be like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Who do you think is the best fit? And she, you know, I have absolutely no complaints about any of my vendors. Do you have any recommendations? Oh, yes. (laughs) We worked with Poirier Wedding Photography, which was in South Florida. They are trying to break into the Disney wedding photography business, and they got us some beautiful shots. Uh, We also worked with Greenery Productions. I felt like I was living in like a a fairy floral wonderland with their flowers. And um, we also really loved PD Weddings, who did our, our video. That's great. Now, you had the characters at your reception. Did you add any other Disney touches, say, to the ceremony or your paper goods or... This is going to sound super cheesy, but our color scheme was kind of picked around the colors that Disney kind of makes sense to us. We have always kind of associated purple and blue with Disney. They just feel like magical colors. Again, I told you it was going to be cheesy, but for some reason to us, those that blue and purple, you know, it's on the Disney Quest building, feels like Disney to us. So that was a very subtle touch that I don't think anyone would know unless they asked me. But those were our color combinations. And we also did um, a couple of things during our ceremony. We had Married Life play um, from Up for our exit. We did the Disney trading pins, our favors, which was really cool and our guests really enjoyed. We had all sorts of different types of people from all sorts of different places. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know if people are going to like this. But they actually had a great time and they were sitting there and trading pins. And I was really impressed. But that was one idea I definitely recommend to anybody who's struggling to figure out favors. We also got one of the big vinyls as our guest book, which was really cool. And we did make an up mailbox. You know, Carl and Ellie put their handprints on the mailbox in the movie for our card box. So we put our handprints and our names on it, and we stuck that out there at Crescent Terrace and had the guests put any cards or anything like that in there. That's great. And then the vinyl was one of those giant vinylmations, and people signed it? 
Yes, we brought all sorts of different colored Sharpies. So that's, it was really bright and happy and colorful. And now it's sitting in our house. And it's, it's a great reminder of the day and our family and friends. So it was, it was a nice Disney task without being too Disney. That's neat. So now, what would you say were the three most important aspects of your event when you were planning your time and your budget? First of all, easily, it's photography. That was my number one. You know, I was like, why am I going to spend all this money on an event and not get the pictures that I want? So that's why I wound up, you know, shelling out the thousands of dollars I shelled out for my photographer. But, you know, I don't regret a single penny of it. So that was our biggest splurge. And I also really cared about the floral. I wanted a specific look. I found a single picture of a bouquet and I sent it to my planner and I said, this is what I want. And we ran with it. And my other, the other one that was really big for us was just kind of the look of the wedding. So combining the floral, combining the colors, especially with our bridal party look. I spent probably too much money on my dress, but it was one of those things that, you know, I was like, this is the dress. This is what I want. And, you know, it kind of pulled the whole thing together for us. So I would definitely say photography, floral, and the whole look of the wedding. Okay. And were there aspects that were less important to you where you could save some time and money? Definitely. Um, Our first one was probably music. I know that's probably an unpopular one, but we just didn't, you know, that wasn't on the forefront of our minds. So we wound up booking a violinist who did a great job, but I did not pick out any of the songs except for our exit, which was the Married Life by Up. So that was, you know, I kind of cut myself some dress by just letting him choose some songs and just playing them. And I have to be honest, I didn't even hear the music during the wedding. Like I didn't hear anything. (laughs) So that for me, I was like, okay, that was a good save. And I would also say that where we saved money, I mean, it wasn't necessarily less important, but where we saved the money the most was by having the reception at the Garden Grove. I mean, we paid 30 bucks a person for the Garden Grove for a buffet with Goofy and Pluto. We got to bring our own alcohol. So we saved some major money there. And again, we also had a little like mini party after at the Atlantic Dance Hall and it was free admission. No one was there and it kind of felt like our own little private reception. So those were our areas that we saved money and and definitely they weren't necessarily less important, but, you know, kind of took a little bit of a backseat. And now one thing I always have to ask about is what you did for a cake. That was my family are cake people. I mean, my mom and I like if there's cake, we're there. So we took cake very seriously. Um, I actually had two cake tastings with It's Tasty 2, which is a local cake baker in Orlando. And Heather, who owns the company, is like a baking extraordinaire. She did a fantastic job. I am picky about my cake. And I liked every single piece of cake from her that I tried. So we went with It's Tasty 2, and she did a beautiful job. She completely understood what I was trying to say. I didn't know how to describe what I wanted. I kind of like pointed at things and felt like I was being a caveman, pointing and grunting. But I showed her what I wanted and she made it absolutely beautiful and the cake was delicious. So that was a priority. (laughs) That's great. Uh, So now, did you add any other events to your day like a dessert party or a bridal tea, welcome party, that kind of thing? We had a rehearsal lunch that we had at T-Rex Cafe in downtown Disney. My husband and I wound up paying for the rehearsal lunch ourselves. And we're like, hey, if we're going to pay for this, we're going to do where we want it, when we want it, all that good stuff. Um, We chose a lunch, one, because it was cheaper, and two, because we wanted to have that night before the wedding to hang out with our friends and family in a not kind of stuffy setting. I've been to too many rehearsal dinners where it feels like it's the wedding already. And it's the same people that you're already sitting with and you're already talking about the same things. And I just wanted to go have fun with my friends and our family the night of the wedding. So we chose to have a lunch at T-Rex and it was so much fun. Like I said previously, I 
wasn't sure if my guests would be into some of the things we chose, but you know, listen, even six-year-old men are still super psyched about animatronic dinosaurs. <laughs> so that was really fun. And my bridesmaids surprised me with uh, bridal tea at the Grand Floridian the day before the wedding as well. So that was a really nice surprise. So we had a good time. That's fun. And that's a really good point about the rehearsal dinner sometimes being like, you know, a pre-version of the wedding. Yeah. You kind of want them to be different so that people don't feel like they've already seen and done it by the time they get to the reception. Exactly. Absolutely. So now, do you have any tips for anyone who might be considering doing their event at the Swan and Dolphin, or maybe for those who are just looking for an alternative to Disney's fairy tale weddings? Oh, sure. I mean, the biggest thing I have to tell the Swan and Dolphin girls is don't let anyone make you feel like your wedding isn't a Disney wedding. And I know that's not exactly kosher in the Disney bride community, but, and maybe I'm biased, but <laughs> I definitely feel like, you know, my wedding was just as Disney as, as, you know, the girls who had legitimate Disney weddings. And, you know, I, my biggest piece of advice, not only to the Swan and Dolphin brides, but to brides in general is do your thing. Like that was my motto from my whole entire wedding process planning. You know, I was looking at other girls' weddings, whether they be Disney weddings or not, and felt like I had to do what they were doing or, hey, if they did it, it must be a great idea. And I kind of came to a point where I realized, you know, just because they're doing it, just because it looks absolutely gorgeous in their wedding, doesn't mean that it's my style and that I have to feel like I have to do it. So I guess my biggest tip would be for the Swan and Dolphin girls is don't let anyone make you feel like your wedding isn't Disney enough. I mean, my guests were thrilled. They had no clue the wedding wasn't hosted exactly through Disney. And to... Do your thing. And I guess my last thing would be to plan early and utilize the Discords and the Swan and Dolphin Facebook group. I mean, there's a wealth of information on those sites and everyone is super helpful and we're all planners and we all want to relive our wedding and we want to help you plan yours. And um, why not have one more? <laughs> the last piece, I guess, would be DIYing seems super fun and super cool, but it's not always a money saver and it eats up a lot of time, even if you're a domestic goddess. I mean, I would sit around with that hot glue gun and I was like, I'm about ready to hot glue gun my head to this table because this isn't working. <laughs> so, you know, just to prioritize and, you know, and do your thing. That's my biggest, biggest tip. These are all great tips and like you say, apply to almost anybody. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for sharing. Uh, is there a place online where people can go to read about or see photos of your day? Yes, we actually have a blog post up on our photographer's website, which is PoirierWeddingPhotography.com. And if you just type in our name on their blog, it'll come right up and you can see our engagement pictures and our amazing wedding pictures. That's great. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show today, Faith. I think you've offered a lot of great advice and some insight into the way a swan and dolphin wedding might be a great option for other couples. So thanks so much. Well, thank you so much, Carrie. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>